ladies, welcome back to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Haas. And Michaela Johnson. And today's episode is about how to make Jesus the center of your life. We're back. It's been a really long few weeks, but there's been a lot of changes, like moving and Yeah, changes, just a lot of things. So um, it just wasn't the right time to be able to record. And obviously we weren't really in the headspace to think thoroughly about what to say or topics to talk about. So um, we're back now and it's given me a lot of time to think about the podcast and just generally making sure that it's staying in alignment with God always because I never want this to be a platform where it's just like Kayla and I's opinion. Right. I want it to be what God has to say and what he's trying to say and how he's trying to work through us. Um, so it's funny because we, we share all the time, but how Kay and I usually come up with topics is we'll both think of something either that day or sometimes I'll have something on my heart like earlier that week and then I'll wait the day of to talk to Kayla about it and um, we both usually end up somewhat in alignment with each other. Some weeks it's totally off, but some <laughs> weeks it's like very much in alignment and that's always confirmation that that's something that God wants us to talk about because what are the chances that we're both thinking of something really similar? Um, and I know in my life I've seen this like God's been trying to reveal to me that I need to have him as the center of every single thing in my life and when I don't that's when I have a lot of anxiety and a lot of frustration and just losing a lot of that like fire for the Lord and fire for life Um, and so yeah I guess what are some ways that you you keep God the center of your life or you attempt to keep the God the center of your life? Um, the one way I attempt to keep God the center of my life is before any decision I make or before going into any situation, I try to pray before going into it because mm-hmm. like I've heard it's like, and I've seen this evident in my life too. It's like, even when I don't pray, like it doesn't go I don't want to say the way I need it to go, but the way God wants it to go. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I pray and I'm like, okay, God, this is in your hands, and you actually make it evident that, like, God can work with this, and you, like, you're not, you're speaking those words out, God knows he can work with it, and he knows. And Mm -hmm. it's like you're trying to include him in it. It's not like you're just like, all right, well, I'm going to do this just because I want to. Yeah. It's like I want you to make this decision, and I pray that all the time, and with any situation, like, even with friends, I'm like, God... I'm giving this to you because if I worry about this, this isn't going to be good for yeah. me. So I guess the main way I do it is I constantly, any situation I make, any decision I make, I always include God in it. Mm-hmm. Because before I u- didn't used to do that, and now I try to constantly do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like one of those things where I had to learn because, again, when I don't do that, like, I remember even before moving to California, my mom would always say to me, she'd be like, this is in God's hands. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And for my mom to say that, that's yeah. kind of weird, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, dang. Like, <laughs> so my mom, when that did happen, I was like, okay, this, it was like my first evidence that like, if God wants this to happen, he's going to make it happen. So that's why we got to have him in the center of our life because he yeah. knows what's best for us, mm-hmm. like more than we do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, and even without opening our mouths, he already knows, but right. he wants us to ask. Right. And sometimes he moves without us asking. Like, he, he, he doesn't need our permission to do something. Right. 
but he wants to see our faith. He wants to hear us ask him. Right. And um, because then he knows that we're actually ready to, somewhat ready to receive right. what, what he has. Um, yeah, that's a good point too. Um, I guess a way more recently that I'm learning is making sure that my relationship is very God-focused. Um, and we had our first, well, we had our premarital counseling. And um, the pastor that's doing our counseling was just like, marriage will not be successful without God. Like, there are some marriages that are successful without God, but he's like, I don't understand how that is because when you don't have God, you are selfish. You're selfish. You make rash decisions. You don't take the other person into consideration. But with God, you're always thinking, like, how can I be, how can I act in a godly way towards my spouse or towards my husband in this case? Like, what can I do that's going to honor him but still relay how I'm feeling or whatever the situation mm-hmm. is? Um, it's just so important. And the way he described it is, because I asked him, I'm like, well, how does a God-centered relationship really look? Because we all have our own perceptions and what we think it should look like or what we think it means. But I was like, what does it actually like look like? Like, what does that mean to you? And he was saying, well, we both have our own walks with God. Like we both are strong in our walks with God. And he's like, we both pray separate. He's like, we really don't pray together. He's like, we pray separate. And then sometimes... That scared the crap out of me. Um, Holly. He's like, sometimes I'll be praying about something, but I won't say anything to her. And then a couple days later, she'll confirm it. Or like, that's how you start to know that you're flowing in the spirit or that God's hand is on your relationship because you will confirm each other's prayers. And I was like, that is so cool. And I'm sure it's like different in everybody's relationship but as long as you both are staying strong in prayer staying strong in your word staying connected to god and all those things he will naturally be at the center of your relationship Mm -hmm. um but that's just obviously one way he could be at the center of your life right like you said like making sure that you're including him in every decision you make not just the ones that you think he should be in but everything right because sometimes we make decisions that that don't align with him at all but we think we need them Mm -hmm. and we really don't he's like no girl do not worry about that like make sure you pray about that and get peace about it before you just go and make that decision yeah that could be with jobs that could be with literally anything in your life yeah so um yeah i um with you saying that i actually before i went in because i interviewed at a job at jazz's job and i um i saw this video on tiktok beforehand and it was like you better make sure like it's not just something you want and it's something God wants. So it like really freaked me out before my interview. I'm like, oh my gosh, like does God really want me for this for me? Like am I just tripping and I just want to get out of this situation? Like yeah. I really need to figure this out. And so I prayed before going in and I was like, God, this is your will. This is not my will. If you want this for me, that I want this. If I, you don't, then that's okay. Yeah. And I just left it at that. And literally like the interview went so good and it's just like it shows that like when you do give this to God and if this is in God's will like it's gonna work out better than you ever imagined I was gonna say because within that like this is a whole like story testimony or whatever in itself is that um Kay was in her job forever and I'm not just telling Kay's story I'm tying it into like mine but um she was in that job forever and it was very obvious that it was time for her to move on so a couple of us were like oh you should apply at our jobs because 
a couple of us and like our girl group started working at Christian organizations and I'm about to be at my job for a year which is crazy that yeah. flew by mm-hmm. but um the position that I'm in I'm becoming unhappy with and that it's crazy because I told Kay to apply I think like a couple months ago now yeah right? it was a couple months ago it was a while ago and then um I was like yes like this will be so amazing we'll be working together like all this stuff and then I started praying because I was getting so frustrated like just with my supervisor with just so much stuff was just going left and um I was like dang like I just told Kayla to apply and now I'm thinking about quitting and so then I was praying this one day because it was just really pressed on my heart like this is not what you're supposed to be doing like yes I'm in the field that God wants me in and I feel that but my current position doesn't align with that so I prayed to him I was like okay God like whatever no actually I didn't pray yet and I was just looking at other shelter jobs and I was on indeed and I was searching shelter jobs and none of them were like aligning like I don't know if you've ever been on indeed but it'll like show like red x's or whatever where like oh you don't have this qualification or you don't have this degree or you know it'll show you like what why you shouldn't apply kind of and then I I took a second I was like dang like none of these are like aligning like I don't have qualifications for these jobs and I started praying and I was like God whatever is in your will like whatever you want me to do show me in some way and the next one I like I forget exactly what I typed in but I think it was like Christian shelters or whatever and the first one that popped up was my current job and it was the shelter within my job and it had two green check marks next to it and I was like okay so I'm supposed to be here but not where I'm currently at and so I applied within like two weeks they offered me the job and I just remember thinking though because like I thought that me and Kay working together would be the best thing ever this and that but then I really started thinking about it and I'm like we would literally spend every second together and I don't know if that would be healthy for our relationship and I wouldn't want that to ruin our relationship so like that with all that being said God knows what's best for us. Right. Even when we think we know. Right. And once we pray about it and look, now we both got promotions, quote unquote. Right. But, and at the same place, but two separate things. And yeah. we're not working side by side because Kay's with kids and I'm going to be with women. So that's like our passions. Right. And it just shows like God knows. So don't be afraid to like invite him in. Yeah. Even if you don't know him that well. Because another thing that I got from counseling, too, is, like, learn how God speaks to you. It's not the same as everybody. Yeah. And, like, when you're comparing the way he speaks to other people, you're going to miss what he's saying to you. Yeah. Because he could speak to Kay audibly, let's just say. Like, he could audibly speak to Kayla. But then to me, he could speak through a song. Or he could speak to me through something I'm doing, like my work or creatively yep. you know it doesn't he speaks to us all so uniquely because he knows we're going to pick up on it all way different yeah I um actually that's so crazy that you bring that up because me and Joss were talking about this the other day because like just in, when we were hanging out like about how like we put so much judgment on our own relationship with God mm-hmm. like I'll be sitting in the car and I'm like oh I don't want to listen to that song because it, and then I heard God say to me like you need to stop questioning like what I'm gonna do in your life, mm-hmm. and like you need to stop putting judgment and limits on our relationship, yeah. because our relationship is gonna look completely just like what Josh said, 
completely different than the next person. Like, your relationship with God is so personal, and it's exactly what you need. Mm -hmm. And I think a thing I had to get over, and I'm learning this in counseling, is, like, God is the only one that knows exactly what we need. Yeah. Like, I can be sad and upset, and I can be like, oh, someone's going to notice it. But, like, unless you speak those words, like, nobody knows. You know what I mean? Like, people can notice you're off, but it could just be, like, that day, you know? But God knows, like, when you're off, and he just, like, knows those things. He can be everything you need. And that's one thing I had to learn because if you're not used to that and having someone like that, it's not... How do I want to say it? It's not, like, normal. So Mm -hmm. you're like, I don't get this. But it's like... Think about mine and Joss's relationship, amazing. Best friend I've ever had. But it's like, just like that, and God's just like that for you mm-hmm. all the time, no matter what. But even better, because he knows the ins and outs of Right. It. And, like, I think sometimes it's hard for us to wrap our actual minds around the idea of God. Like, for non-believers, let's mm-hmm. say. Like, somebody who's never been introduced to God and doesn't even understand, like, having a relationship with him. It sounds completely weird and foreign, right? Yep. It's so hard to get to the point where you're like, yes, like, I know he hears me. I know he's listening. I know he loves me. I trust him. But, like, once you give the the faith of a mustard seed, like, that's all he says in his Bible. All you need is the faith of a mustard seed. Yeah. And he can work with that because mm-hmm. it's a seed that was planted and he can grow that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, like, you jumping in and you just believe everything right away. Yeah. That's not how it works. Even for mature believers, there's some things that they struggle with. There's some sins that they fall into. Like, there's mistakes to be made. Yeah. And that's okay. He knows. It's not an excuse, but he knows. And so if he just has a little bit of faith from you, he will work with that and he will continue to show you reasons to trust him and he will speak to you in ways where you're like, whoa, and you can't explain it away. So for people to question your faith, it's like, I get it because I was once that too. I once didn't believe. I once didn't have a relationship with God. So I get how it looks weird. Mm -hmm. But once you put that little bit of faith and once you just ask him, like that's all it takes is asking him. He will work with that and you can't explain it away. Like when God speaks to you, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know where that came from. No, I um, completely agree with that. And I even think about like the time when we both started believing. And it's like one of those things where Josh was like, come on, Gail, like just come to church with me. And I was like, ah, no. Mm -hmm. And then finally I got to the point where I was like, no, like I need this because if my life isn't going to lie, like if I keep living the way I'm going to, like I'm living right now, then like my life isn't going to go where God wants it to go. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, I was talking, we both go to spiritual counseling. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. But, like, we both go to it. And I remember, like, one time I was talking to Sarah, our counselor. Oh, I probably shouldn't say that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Um, I was talking to our counselor, and she goes, um, she goes, Michaela, like, you, because I was, like, I in the beginning, I was so scared that I was going to go to hell. So scared I was going to go to hell. And I think I've shared this before. And Sarah was like, you don't go to hell, Michaela, for like disbelief. You go because you don't claim Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And she was like, you can get, like, it depends. Because, like, you can get all the spiritual blessings either when you're in heaven or down here. It's just if you tap into them. Because I think for a while I didn't understand. Because I'm like, this person can go to heaven. And he's just chilling, doing however much as long as he claims Jesus as his Lord and Savior. But me... Like, I'm living, like, the way that I think God wants me to live, and I'm still going to go to heaven just as much as he does. Not saying I don't want this person to go to heaven, but, like, it's it was hard for me in the beginning to understand that, and she was like, well, 
she was like, you can tap into those spiritual blessings that God are gonna, that God can give you here on earth. Yeah. They wouldn't get the spiritual blessings. Exactly. So I think, and me and you have talked about this before too, because I, I used to get so confused. I'm like, how can this person get these things? And they're not, I don't want to say like living the, it's like comparison. Yeah. And this is where comparison goes in because mm-hmm. it's like, my walk with God is not going to look different, like look same as this person. So I need to remind myself that. Well, and not only that, but they haven't gotten the same convictions that you have. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason that God gives each of us convictions and like that's what truly changes us because mm-hmm. our, we all of a sudden start to feel guilty about things that we've done for years and that's because God wants you to change those things right. so like that person just hasn't gotten the conviction yet or they haven't listened to that conviction yet uh, so like if they're disobeying God they're going to answer for that right and like not not saying that I'm any better for that but like we also have our sins that we still struggle with or right. maybe not sins but like sinful thoughts or sinful acts or whatever everybody still has those things no matter how mature you are Mm -hmm. and we all have chances to fall into that but what changes it is the closer we get to god the less those temptations will tempt us and so like if that person isn't diligently seeking god and like choosing to read his word and listen to his word and like seek him they're not going to get the same conviction and they're not going to feel as bad because the Holy Spirit isn't as strong. The more you have, because that, that was one thing that I struggled with because I'm like, I just feel so guilty about like doing a certain thing. Like, let's say it was gossiping and I Mm -hmm. accidentally said something about somebody that I really regretted and yeah, dang, like I shouldn't have done that. I'm just feeling so guilty. And let's say it wasn't even something that bad. It was just like, I don't know, something. I don't, right. I don't really have an example. But I was just saying something bad about, like, one of my coworkers or whatever. And I all of a sudden, it's something that I would have said, like, three years ago and not felt any guilt about it. But right. now I feel so guilty that I have to, like, repent and, like, get rid of it because I feel so gross. And that's what God wants because he wants us to feel convicted. He wants us to have the heart of repentance. He wants us to feel guilty so that we bring it to him. Because when we feel guilty about something, we're going to open up to God about it. Right. So it's not a bad thing that you're feeling, like, shame. But you don't want to sit in that. Right. I don't want to say shame, but conviction. Yeah. When you're feeling that, just open up to God and repent and he will help you. No, that's really good. Because I think I I do that where I, like, sit in and I'll be like, ugh. Mm-hmm. And it's like God knows what you need. But it's like God wants us, like what you just said, to open our mouths and actually speak it. Yeah. Rather than sit and be like, mm, well... Like, no, like, come on. And a lot of times he's trying to expose things within you. Like, I know recently, like, I'll act a certain way or I'll be thinking certain things. And I'm like, Jocelyn, this is really ugly. Like, this is so ugly. How? And I'll bring it to God. I'll be like, God, I don't want to be like this, but I don't know how to not be like this. So I need you to help me. And sometimes he has us act a certain way or do something for us to be like, ooh, that's not cute. Like, we need to change something because he's trying to change something in you. So when you're feeling a certain way, it's for a reason. It's not like you're just feeling that way for no reason and, oh, it's a coincidence and all this BS that the world tries to sell you. I'm serious. It's not It's not that. Right. Like, it's spiritual. And that's why I never understand, like, people who are depressed or have anxiety, like, that is a spiritual thing. It's not just a worldly thing. And I feel like another conviction I've been getting is to not sugarcoat anything, especially within the podcast. Like, when we first started, I was like, ooh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't want to get political. But now I'm just like, no, like, people need the truth. People need the gospel. Like, they need it not sugarcoated because – 
that's not going to get anybody anywhere. Like, sugar-coated gospel is just going to enable people to live the way they're living. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. Like, I want to speak the truth because I'm responsible for the knowledge that I have. I'm responsible for what God has told me. And I feel like I'm responsible for the people who listen because I don't want to tell you lies like everybody goes to heaven because that's not true. Right. So, like, get right with God. Make him the center of your life. And stop making excuses. Like... Mm -hmm. In Afghanistan, people are literally getting killed for having the Bible app on their phone. Mm -hmm. Like, the Taliban is knocking on doors, checking people's phones, and if they have the Bible app on their phone, they're getting killed. Or if they have a Bible in the house, they're getting killed. So, I heard that, and I was like, wow. Like, the days that I don't feel like opening my Bible, that is an excuse. And I should open my Bible because my country, as of right now, I can still do that. Maybe not in the future, but I can do that today. Mm -hmm. And so that there's no more excuses. There's just not. I um, think about too, like this is a completely different topic, but like the, um, what is it called? Like sex. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, okay. Like I think about that. Like before I like became I don't want to say became non-denominational but like became like willing to hear about that like I was just like ah, oh, sex is just a thing mm-hmm. and then like I started hearing the truth about sex this is just going tying back to like mm-hmm. the actual truth and like real truth I said I want to talk sex. about sex <laughs> <laughs> like whoa that went way left <laughs> but I just think about dang screens. Sorry, guys. You might want to turn down your headphones. But, um, like, I just think about, like, before I was just like, eh, sex is whatever. And now I actually think about the meaning behind sex. Yeah. And, like, the truth behind sex. And, like, why God made sex the way he did. Yeah. Because, and if I never knew this, I would just walk around, like, blindly and be like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah. no. Like, mm-hmm. that's not how it is. And, yeah. like, that's what I think about all the time. I'm like, dude. But that's the thing, like, the truth sets you free, and if you don't hear the actual truth about things, you won't feel a need to change. Like, oh, it's sugar-coated, like, well, as long as you're using protection, as long as you don't get pregnant, it's fine. Just don't be a teen mom, it's fine. And Um, it's just like, no. Oh, okay, or some parents just don't do it before marriage, just don't do it. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, because that outweighs teenagers' hormones. Exactly. Like, no, it doesn't. They're still going to do it. But if you tell them, you're going to be spiritually tied to this person. And if you ever want to get that, like, gone, you have to pray it away and fight in the spirit to get rid of it. They're going to be like, whoa, I don't want to be tied yeah, to this Yeah, exactly. Because you start taking on characteristics of that person. Now you feel like you can't leave that person. Now you're you're literally spirit-tied. Connected. Oh, yeah. If you tell that to a kid, they're going to be a lot more scared than just, oh, don't do it before marriage. Yeah. That's just bad. I always wondered, too, and we've talked about this before, too, like, when I was young and they were like, oh, don't have sex before marriage, like, why not? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, Like, why not? They don't, they just don't want you to do it because they know, like, the, the physical consequences of it but they don't understand a lot of parents i'm not saying like believer parents sometimes do but even at that sometimes they don't because churches sugarcoat stuff too right and like churches sugarcoat sex and or they just don't talk about it Mm -hmm. but that is the one place where we should learn about sex where we should learn about what to do and what not to do and where kids should hear about it because that's a lot more impactful and when we're going there to be spiritually fed that should be something that is included yeah you know and i know 
sometimes it's not a comfortable subject. A lot of things spiritually aren't comfortable because right. it's reflecting something that you have to change and nobody wants to have to change. Exactly. We all want to think that we're doing things the right way or we don't want to be held accountable. That's why now the universe all of a sudden has become God or a higher yeah, power all of a sudden has become God. Like, okay, well, why don't you open your Bible and ask God first or just download the Bible app and ask God first and right. he'll show you if you're so confused. Like, not to go against anybody, but I know that there's only one God and I know that Jesus Christ is my Savior and he's He's all of our Savior. And so I just think that if you're confused or you all of a sudden just think that the universe is God, do your research. Right. Like, search up some things and really like get the facts and you'll understand that the universe isn't the creator of everything the universe didn't create human beings the universe didn't create the earth like there is one creator Mm -hmm. and yeah i just think that people should get more educated because you're confusing people um i remember every time i think about this i remember the scientists the story you saw the scientists who found the living blood where jesus was crucified dude when i think about that i'm like wow Mm -hmm. and i tell this story a lot too i was when i first started going to church in california one of the first servant servants Mm -hmm. sermons that i heard was about the one of the teachers is very he was a um, pastor he was a teaching pastor and he was very biblical based he was like all right well the bible says this and they don't believe it like i was like wow like i've never heard a pastor talk like that Mm -hmm. and he was saying he was like this atheist says this but they still don't believe in god and he was like laying down facts from the bible and like all this stuff and Mm -hmm. i was like wow well and people always talk about like the testimonies where christian turned atheist or like like stories like that but nobody ever wants to share about the scientists who have turned christian because Mm -hmm. they can't prove god wrong right nobody talks about the atheists that have turned christian because they had an encounter with jesus christ like they never talk about those stories and there's millions of tests oh i'm getting the chills (laughs) i know there's millions of testimonies about that like if you want a good book to read if you're a super factual based person um read i don't have enough faith to be an atheist i'm only halfway through but it is such an in-depth book and it's it's written i would say on a non-biased opinion because the guy used to be an atheist okay um so he knows both sides and um yeah or isaiah salvador he has an amazing testimony john ramirez used to be a devil worshiper yeah that one's crazy there are so many just like millions you just have to look for it right like it's so easy to follow the devil nowadays it's so easy to fall into his lies to fall into his traps to fall into fear and anxiety because that's what he's gripped the world with right now just like all these bad things but god is still better god still has more power god still triumphs over the devil like we don't understand that like the devil doesn't have control god does Mm. always god has control (laughs) And so um, when you, it's so easy to feed into his lies, his fear. It's all over social media now. Like there's just so many subliminal messages and these songs and everything's so sexualized and little girls are sexualized. They're on this app dancing, shaking their butt. Like you're 12. You should be outside freaking running around in the mud (laughs) and you're out here shaking your butt. Like, but it just, it's, it's so much easier to tap into the devil than it is to God. If you're looking, if you're not looking. So 
you really need to like it's just so important like it and as i believe we're in biblical times as we get closer to the end it's going to be more and more important for you for your salvation and i care about that i care about people like seeking god and finding him and just saving themselves and their souls because this this earth we think about this as our eternity and it's not this is the smallest sliver of eternity we will have like we only live until if we're lucky 80 to 100 Mm -hmm. and then we have the rest of eternity in heaven or hell and that if you're not educated like get educated because i know none of you are going to want to spend eternity in hell Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the thing that's craziest to me is like when i think about like heaven and hell like when people are like i don't believe that anything happens after death i just believe we die i'm like what like i don't even know how to wrap my head around it like i've always believed in god but i'm like i just don't like i tried to like understand it one time and then like god like snapped me out of it like it was when i was in like um seventh or eighth grade Mm -hmm. and then god like was like "Uh uh-uh sister like let's think about this and then he like snapped me back into like real thinking but like i was like huh but another thing i think about is like um what is it called like it's so prevalent for young people now like social media tiktok facebook like snapchat all these things that like are so demonic Mm -hmm. that these people don't know about and me and joss were just talking about this before because of like the songs that are out right now yeah it's insane because it's so like prevalent and out there like they're just blatantly taught like if you don't believe in the spiritual realm I bet the music you listen to, they're talking about something spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like, we were just talking about that one chosen song by Ty Dolla Sign. And literally, one of the lines is in there is, like, forbidden fruit, let me sip on that, or something Apple like that. Juice. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Are you guys kidding me? Like, I was telling Kayla, I'm like, people are literally blind. And, like, no judgment. I used to be blind. I used to be spiritually blind. But, like you need to open your eyes because it's like it's scary if you guys continue to blindly follow this stuff like it is scary what could happen and even like your kids like i there's this trend on tiktok right now like share the creepiest thing your kid has said have you heard have you seen those Uh -uh. and a lot of them are talking like oh these like um like shadow people basically with red eyes and they're talking like in-depth describing this stuff to these parents and you can tell that the parents aren't believers and they're just like oh yeah i was scared like no like you need to pray like those are demons like and there's story after story after story because i believe that children and even like animals are way more sensitive to the spirit realm because they don't have all like the blocker like beliefs that we have now and like i feel like the devil knows if a child says something about things, people could either believe them or not because they have huge imaginations. So we think. They could be seeing the stuff that they talk about. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But those are demons and you need to bless your children and you need to pray. Like, not just be like, oh, well, just come sleep with me tonight. Like, no, the demon could easily follow them to your room. Exactly. Like, you just don't understand. Like, it just breaks my heart because these kids are... They don't even understand what they're going to put their kids through. If you don't pray for them, if you don't bless them, if you don't bless your household, like these things can happen and the devil could easily get a hold of your child. It um, honestly scares me too when people are like, oh yeah, I don't go to church or I don't like, I don't keep my child in that loop, like whatever. I'm like, just what you were saying. Like, are you serious? 
They just and don't even understand. Like, I mean, obviously, like, I'm my parents didn't have me in church, so I didn't realize the importance. And, like, I don't think it's, like, the actual church that's, like, well, let me take that back. Church is very important. Having a church community and having a pastor and having spiritual leaders is super important. Like, I don't believe that people are like, oh, you never need to go to church. Like, no, you need believers around you because your faith walk can get lonely. But, like, you can have faith without church. But getting into a church and getting into, like, a spiritual community is going to be so important for, like, your spiritual growth. You need people around you that are further in their faith. But you could for sure pray and you could for sure do all those things without church. Don't get me wrong. Like, it shouldn't stop at church. Like, oh, I'm at church and, like, I worship and then I go home and do the same old thing that I've been doing. Right. No. And, like, if you're somebody who has never been in church and you don't know if you believe or not, you can definitely pray and worship before you ever step foot into a church. That's not where it starts. But it is very important to keep your kids around godly kids, around kids who aren't going to lead them into doing things bad or going to parties or having sex before marriage. Like, no. that That's important. To make sure your kids are around other godly kids and Christian families, that's important for right. sure. And I um, think about, because I just started working at a Christian elementary school, and the pastor, because we have a pastor on site, and he was saying, like, this is some of their own, this is their church. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where these kids come and learn about Jesus. Like, yeah. imagine that. Like, that's the only place they get Jesus. Yeah. And it's just like, so if I can be that one example for these kids to be mm-hmm. like, I love Jesus and I can live my life, I can live 100% for Jesus, then that's what they need. Yeah. Like, they need, I like look at these kids and I'm like, thank God that they got into the school. Yes. Because it's crazy. Because a lot of these kids, you go to regular schools, like, I remember in church a couple weeks ago, maybe it's like a month ago now, one of our pastors, like the pastor's wife was like, they were handing out condoms in elementary school. They're handing out condoms. I saw this one TikTok where they're like influencing them to have more than one sexual partner, like all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, ew, these are children. We should be sheltering them Mm -hmm. from these things. And here we are promoting it. Like, yeah, it's normal to have sex with multiple people. Yeah, just make sure you're protected. What? Yeah. Then if that that kid is being sexually assaulted, they're going to think it's just normal or it's just okay. Mm -hmm. No, this is literally like something that the devil is so happy about. Mm -hmm. And we need to pray against these things. We need to rebuke these things because children shouldn't be growing up thinking that just having sex at any age is normal because it's Mm -hmm. not. It is not normal. But that going back to like the um, ministry, like, that's why it's so important and I just made a post about this too is that if God is calling you into a certain ministry or he's calling you to do something in general you need to do it if he's calling you to even make a post on Facebook about something you need to do it because there's somebody who needs to hear that there's somebody who is going to wake up spiritually there's somebody who it's going to pull to Jesus like there's a reason for what he's doing and like if you don't listen to those little calls of the Holy Spirit if you don't listen to that guidance you will be missing an opportunity to minister to somebody and so like the church in general it's not only like the actual church of what you think of like gathering in a building but it's christians around the world all individually like 
preaching the gospel, spreading the gospel, even posting pictures of the gospel or sharing your church service, like those are all ways to minister to people. Those are all ways to share the gospel with somebody who might have never heard it. And so if you feel the pull to do something, there's a reason and God needs you in a specific area. Maybe he needs you in a certain career path. Maybe he needs you to just share something on Facebook so that your grandma or some long lost friend sees it because he's trying to grab the people's attention Mm -hmm. and right now he's doing that through us because he has no other well he does have other ways god god can do anything i don't mean to say that but like he's trying to do that through us and so it's it's really your testimony even those things are so powerful like Mm -hmm. all over the gospel it shares like people sharing their testimonies of jesus creating miracles and then that pulled people to want to go and seek jesus so that he could create a miracle in their life like amen that's what he's trying to do right now like He wants us to share so then people feel obligated to go to Jesus so that he can create miracles in their lives. Oh, I'm getting the chills. I'm just, I feel like God is setting such a fire in his people. He is trying to reach so many people and it just makes me emotional because people still deny Jesus. And it's like he is the only way to God. He's the Mm -hmm. only way to heaven. Like he's our only way. Yeah. Especially in this dark, dark world right now, he's the only way. So like how are you doing it without him? There's just no way without Jesus. There's no way without Jesus. You will not be happy without Jesus. Like, maybe you'll have spurts of happiness, don't get me wrong, but you will not genuinely be happy and content without Jesus. I, um, my grandma was telling me about, she used to go on a lot of, um, like, lay missions, I want to call it. Yeah, missions. Um, yeah, like, missions where they would go and, like, spend <laughs> the weekend away and, like, mm-hmm. do, everyone would share those testimony. And she's like, every time she talks about it, she wants to cry. Yeah. And I'm like, it just shows how amazing God is. Like, and we just went to a Bethel concert, and it was, who was Chris? Bethel and Chris Tomlin. Chris and Tomlin. And Jen Johnson. She's yeah. not technically part of Bethel, but she was performing with Bethel. Yeah, it was amazing, and it's just so beautiful to see like there was hundreds and hundreds of people there to see how many people are like sitting there worshiping jesus yes and it like honestly i was like wow and i Mm -hmm. talk about this a lot too when i first went to um the jordan in california it was like it's a young adult church service for people who don't know because i talk about it a lot but if this is your first time hearing me talk about this it's like a young adult church service it's anywhere from like 18 to like 30 years old these people come together there's over 600 young adults that come together and worship jesus and the first time i saw it i just wanted to like ball my eyes out because i'm like oh my gosh god like you're so good like the fact that all these people want to come here and just worship you like just makes you so happy and just makes you want to cry and it's just like oh my gosh like it's so beautiful yeah and that's the thing like faith church and like religion doesn't have to be boring like it does not have to be boring like if you are truly connected to the spirit you will have a fire on the inside of you and it will make you excited to be around other believers it'll make you excited to open your bible and learn about god it'll make you excited to pray like Mm -hmm. it will just make you excited but you have to have that fire like it doesn't have to be dead like even at the concert i was looking around and our church is very hyped so i understand that like maybe not all churches are that way maybe not all churches are on fire for the lord like we are but um i was just looking around and some people are just so like out of tune like they're just like swaying back and forth and they're just like look bored and i'm like 
dude like you guys are like in the presence of the lord right now like get happy like get excited dude like you need to understand that god is not boring he's Mm -hmm. so exciting and it's so fun to learn about him i remember i like screamed or something and somebody like looked back at me and i was i know i was telling Ethan that i'm like girl i don't care i'll be like yeah praise jesus like you need him like i'll spread some spirit onto you like i don't care i'll shoo it over by you you clearly need it jesus go yeah but um that's another thing too is like i've been learning a lot about deliverance and just like looking into it and reading about it in the bible and for people to say that like demon possession is not real like you are in the dark like i've been reading in mark and jesus literally like it tells a story about jesus getting impure spirits out of people impure spirits are demons like i don't know what you think that is but they're not these things that scare you around your house or like you have encounters with spirits they're not ghosts they are demons right like they're demons i don't care what anybody has to say i don't care what anybody has to argue like demons are real it's all over the bible impure spirits are real um, and deliverance is very real. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to educate yourselves because, oh, my whole point in saying that is that if you're not educated, you could either have one or multiple or like your kids could or people around you, your friends could, your family could, and you'll have no education and you'll not be able to like pray over them. You'll not be able to lay hands on them because you won't understand. And um, so at the concert, there was this family standing in front of us. And it was like, you could tell it was like parents and they had two kids. And then the girl had a friend with her. And the friend, like, because when you're in the presence of God, like demons are uncomfortable. Like demons tremble at the feet of Jesus. Like they can't stand Jesus. And um, they don't even understand the power that God has. Well, they do understand the power that God has. But, um, and so a lot of times they'll manifest because they don't want the person to get closer to God. They're scared. They're uncomfortable. And they will manifest. And there was this, the, the girl's friend is sitting here like her demon is clearly manifesting at the concert and she's like like passed out and she's like rolling like side to side like it looks insane and me and my friend we were like staring we're like dude like we want to pray for her like this is not like this is a demon like i don't understand how they're not and then the dad like looks over at her and makes a really weird face to the mom and the mom just like makes the motion like oh she's just tired and i'm like girl no like she literally has a demon inside of her like it's so sad because they don't even understand so me and my friend were like legit like praying for her like not like over her but praying behind her like girl and then all of a sudden she just jolts up and stands up yes she just jolts up and stands up and we like started rejoicing because like thank the lord but still like she needs deliverance and these people are just like oh she's just tired <laughs> yeah, she's just sleepy um she looked like she was maybe like 15 and it's like 8 p.m she's not tired and she you're at a worship concert like it's yeah, not quiet like, but the way that she was like it wasn't just like oh she's just like nodding off like no she was legit like folded forward and turning side to side Yes, it was not normal. Like, I was trying to clap by her ear, like, praise the Lord. Like, wake up, girl. Like, don't let this demon overtake you. But that's that's the reality. Like, if you're not educated, oh, yeah, she's just tired. Oh, yeah, it's not a demon. She's just sleepy. 
Um, okay. It's not funny. I don't mean to laugh. No, but like, it's like, it's sad. It's very sad. <laughs> like, her, she will probably never get the, well, I shouldn't say that. Because God will, if he wants to deliver her, he will. If he wants to pull her, he will. But if there's people around her that aren't even realizing what that is, she won't get deliverance as soon as she needs it. Mm-hmm. So and she's yeah. just going to stay in the dark. Yeah. So That's demons like are real. Part. Angels are real. And yeah. And back to the conclusion. You need to make God the center of your life. Yeah. Because he'll reveal these things to you. Yeah, exactly. Like he will. Because if Joss never got delivered, I would have never got delivered. Yeah. And it was... I'll just tell that story really quick. We're kind of running... Well, I mean, not that we're running out of time, but it's pretty long already. We just have so much to say and catch Dude, up Dude, yeah. But, um... So, like, I want to say this was maybe three months, four months ago. Probably three. No, no, no. It It was, was like, back in April or May. Dang, dude, that is, like, four. Yeah, it's been a while. So, um, I was just getting this feeling. Like, all of a sudden, like, deliverance videos were popping up, and I was reading into deliverance, and I don't even remember why, but I think it was something in the Bible that had described it, or... No, it was... um, I was at one of the spirit my spiritual mom's houses and she was showing me this like demon book and um it was like showing all the different signs of certain demons and like how they can um like come to be kind of and how you can get them and I was like girl like she had me circle all this stuff and I'm like whoa I got a lot of stuff to figure out like I got a lot of these and so then I just started praying and I'm like god like I feel like something is wrong like I don't know I need help basically And so just slowly he started to reveal things to me as he always does, like through TikToks or through a YouTube video that will randomly pop up and I'll watch. And it all of a sudden, like all of my stuff was just about demons. Like it was about deliverance and demons. And I was watching all these videos and I'm like, I felt this urgency. I'm like, I need to be delivered. Like I need to. And so I had never talked to this one lady ever at church and I just remember me and Kayla were hanging out and I'm like, I think I should message her. Like, I think I should message her. I need deliverance. No, 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 no. Back up a little bit. Sorry, this is all over the place. But these two ladies prayed for me at church and it was one lady that I had talked to a little bit before and the other lady that I later on messaged she came up and prayed with the other lady over me because I was having suicidal thoughts in church and it was just like so overcoming and like I literally felt like I was going to kill myself. That's how random it was. And so I told them and they started praying over me and I was just sobbing. Like I can't even explain that feeling, but I was just sobbing and like, oh my gosh, like just letting something go. And so then it was maybe like a couple weeks after that to a month after that, like things started to get revealed to me in my personal life. And I was like, ooh, like why have I never known this before? Why have I never thought of this before? And so I messaged that lady and I was like, hey, like this is what's going on. Ever since you guys prayed for me, like something's weird's been happening. And um, she was like, well, let's meet up. Why don't you tell me more about it? And like, maybe we could talk about a deliverance. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> Cause all the videos, sometimes you see videos and they are crazy. And sometimes it can't, deliverance can be really wild like that. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it's a little more mild, but um, I was scared. And so I met up with her, like told her my story. And she was like, yeah, like you need a deliverance. And her and this other lady then the next week or the week after like did my deliverance. And it's just crazy because slowly you'll feel the urgency to get deliverance. And um, after that, like I still struggle sometimes. It doesn't mean that everything's just gone. But like 
I have grown so much from that day that it's it's crazy. Like I don't think without that I would have been so spiritually connected as I am right now. So no, and it's it's not funny. But me and Josh were talking about it before she messaged the lady, and she was like, "Kayla, like I really," I was like, "Well, I could pray for you, but like we would probably just like laugh. Like, <laughs> we would probably just send the demon like back and forth yeah. to each other, and probably be laughing because we're just like babies in faith, like." We don't, we didn't at that time understand our authority through Jesus yet. And so, like, that would have been a mess. Yeah, dude, I just think about that. Or, like, the <laughs> demon would have manifested and you would have been like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> we both need that. Can we both go? <laughs> but, yeah, dude. Um, but, again, this is where it ties back into, like, you need to make Jesus the center of your life so he can reveal these things to you. And you need to read your Bible. Because yeah. there's some Christians who don't even believe this. There's, yeah. like, some Christians who don't don't believe this and it's like they try to explain away the bible verses where it talks about it and it's like um no okay reread it yeah and then listen to a pastor speak on that yeah. because it very much is talking about demons like, yeah i don't know where the miscommunication is but it's very much talking about what do you think an impure spirit is bro like it, whatever but yeah. that's that's a conversation for another day but we'll anyway that yeah next episode. Re- read your bible <laughs> read it <laughs> Save for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway, now we're just getting a little loony, but we love you guys so much, and we're so grateful to be back and on fire, and if you guys have any topics, please message us, email us, all of the above, comment on our Instagram, at Save the Girls Podcast, and yeah, because we want to save the girls.